Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? I have a very, very interesting and extraordinarily cool guest today. And what I can say about her first is that this is probably the first time Kindle, you know how Kindle AI like tries to fit you up with things that you should read? Kindle suggested I read her book. And I was like, hmm, what is this book? And then I started reading it. And the next thing I know, I, I like literally in the morning when I never read just for sheer pleasure, I'm you know doing my other stuff. I'm reading this book for sheer pleasure. I was blown away. I had so much fun. And then I just had to reach out and ask Kate to come on the show. So big deal today. So you guys are going to enjoy meeting Kate. And thank you so much for being here. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast. And I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the motivation and adventure coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Kate, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Hi, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. I am well, really well. Thank you. Thank you. And I guess I should, instead of just calling you Kate, Kate Champion. And can you introduce yourself a little bit? Because you have, like, y'all are going to think that we're sisters or, you know, <laughs> somehow, somehow we we got separated at birth. But tell us a little bit about everything you do and, and what you're up to, and then we'll just kind of dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, again, I'm Kate, and I was born originally in England. I'm traveled a bit kind of growing up challenging first I call it a challenging first quarter of the, my life was challenging but kind of got through that um traveled I think people in Europe tend to travel a little bit more um so I've kind of been around a bit and then landed in the United States like in my late 20s um I was a late bloomer um decided to go back to university late like literally 27 28 started at um in the psychology pro program at ucla and then um you know i met my husband blah 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 now live in the midwest but in that meantime you know i um i am a licensed mental health professional i work a lot with grief loss trauma addiction and um also on wellness and recovery which is actually a passion area so really helping people kind of overcome barriers and really live their best lives um I had a, what I call a big gold job in a big healthcare corporation and kind of directorship position for many, many years. And about mm, three years, two, three years ago, I left that world and um, transitioned into full-time private practice. And uh, again, within that transition, I was also spending a lot of times outdoors. I took my first um, backpacking kind of 101 course which is fantastic and honestly that was the inspiration for my book never too late and then um you know my life has just snowballed since then um i've always been a runner trail runner hiker love love the outdoors but this last two or three years is that has just mushroomed um 
So yeah, that's what I do today. I enjoy working with people and I write. I'm on my fourth book and I spend a lot of time outside, backpacking, hiking, getting into um, getting into nature. Um, those are my passions. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> those are great passions for sure. So, okay, let me, before we dive into everything else, because we've got a lot to talk about today, would you talk just a teeny bit about your book, Never Too Late? Because I think it's one of those things that as a woman, you know, you get to be a certain age and that certain age can be anything really. Like that's what's so funny is people are like, oh, it's when you turn this age and it's not, it's when all of a sudden you have a shift in your mind. But all of a sudden, sometimes we get ideas that we're too old for something. And this is a book that changes minds. So talk a little bit about like maybe a couple of your, um, I was going to say characters, but these are not characters. No, these are autobiographies. <laughs> talk real about real people. Yeah. These people who are just out there, like literally kicking butt in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, um, like I said, I started backpacking at 55. I don't know. I just, I'm again, hiked and trail run a lot and I just wanted to add backpacking. So I went out for my 55th birthday and brought this backpack, signed up for the 101 course and went with, you know, three or four women out in, um, in the kind of hills of Kentucky. And the leader, the hike leader was, um, she's in the book. She was willing, she was thankfully allowed me to interview her. So she was um, leading the the hike. She was leading the workshop, if you like. And it was three or four days and it was literally kind of out in the wilderness. You were learning everything, you know, kind of cooking, how to poop, personal hygiene, you know, all, all of it. Um and she was 65. This woman was 65 years old. She started coincidentally hiking, backpacking at 55. And she has done so much. And she is a solo adventurer. So this female out on her own, she's a small, tiny little thing. I mean, she's just a little waif of a thing. You know, she kind of loads up her pack and she goes. I mean, she's done the AT. She's done the mountains to sea. She's done the Florida trail. I mean, she has just done thousands and thousands of miles. But anyway, I was honored enough to kind of be in her presence. She was leading this little trip and I didn't know anything about it. It was pure coincidence, like the kind of planets aligned. And we were sitting around the campfire one evening and I remember it to this day. It was a beautiful night. We had just been on this kind of um, outcropping and we've done some mindfulness and some meditation and some yoga. And it was just beautiful. Later in the day, we're kind of, you know, three or four women around this campfire. And um, and she's telling her story, right? She's telling her life story. She's ta- talking to us about, you know, how she grew up with um, a lot of males and brothers and kind of had a t- challenging life and challenging relationships. And um, But now is at the point of this life, in her life, where she could really do some of these things for herself, um, you know, and her strength and her power and her determination. Um, and then her age, um, I mean, I was just in all, just in all. And at that time, I had never written anything other than, you know, papers through school. And, you know, I've had a couple of professional articles published, but nothing like this. And literally, I kind of finished the hike, we said our goodbyes, and I was driving home. And I just got this idea for this book. I just really wanted to 
spotlight people like this, like real people later in life. I mean, there's so much around the, the young athlete and honestly around males as well, male athletes, right, right. but not a lot about older athletes, kind of what I call later in life athletes and a lot of the female later in life athletes. And I just had this epiphany. I pulled the car over and I <laughs> On my little post-it note, literally kind of sketched out this book, um, went home and, and started to kind of collect some of these interviews. But my it just met my mission. And I, I didn't know my mission at the time was really, you know, covering kind of inspirational stories about real people. So it's not about, you know, the first place or the win or the trophy. or It's really about, you know, the passion and the spirit and inspiration and the fact that it is really never too late right and it, it's it's our mind and our mindsets that limits us right oh i can't get off the couch oh i'm too old oh i'm a woman oh whatever right and no 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 i mean we are gifted with these incredible bodies incredible minds and age is not a limitation it really really isn't um if you read that book you'll see it and that i'm still meeting people every day that are really crushing it in in their later life years yeah 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 it's I, i've said it on here before i don't think i've told you the story though but my mother was a taekwondo master and oh. she started in her 50s and that she was also a yoga instructor so she was still teaching yoga in her to her 80s and like, of course, right? With with a with a model like that, <laughs> I better by yeah. gosh be moving. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, so okay. First, I'm just going to say, y'all, we're going to put the name of all of Kate's books into the show notes. This one that we're talking about is it's called "It's Never Too Late," and I will have the link in the show notes because you really ought to go get this book. I mean, it's so it's. I mean, it, that was just one small story of probably, I don't remember exactly, 10 to 15 stories that are just like, blow your mind. These people are out there literally kicking ass and taking names. So, you know, it's such a great thing. But, and to step into a little bit further, you're really into endurance now and you're becoming more and more into endurance, aren't you? Yes. How's that playing? Because I guess, I mean, you're not, obviously you're not later in life, but at the same time, you're not a puppy. So how's that playing, right? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, so I'm 58. I'm 50. I'll be 59 next year. And I have to tell you, I feel like I am in the best shape of my life. Not only physically, you know, physically I'm strong, you know, um, endurance wise, I can cover a lot of miles pretty quickly, but it's also mentally and mindset wise, right? I mean, it all starts up here kind of in the brain. Um, and I really don't feel like we can have really one without the other, right? So as we're working on our endurance and we're working on our fitness um, and we're working on our um, kind of strength training because there's endurance as part of fitness, you know, resistance training is part of fitness, and this mental mindset is part of fitness as well. And when we can begin to kind of work with our minds and start to kind of cut through some of the limiting beliefs and what I call the stinking thinking, right? The thoughts that keep us on the couch or keep us putting cookies in our mouth or 
you know, stop us from getting outdoors because of fear or whatever. You know, when we can work through some of that stuff, it's like kind of the fog clears, you know, the fog clears and it, it allows us to really thrive, you know. And again, age is literally, a, um, a, the, you know, there's no limitation. What's exciting is nowadays, because with the neuroscience and the imaging and um, all the tests that we can do on kind of human bodies, we can actually begin to t- determine, you know, you know, we can determine obviously somebody's chronic, chronological age, like right? how old are we literally. But there are tests now pretty easily um, accessible that you can actually determine your kind of fitness age, Right. Right. So people are measuring fitness age, and that is actually more of a, an important indicator than really chronological, chronological age. Um, but so it's a lot of fa- fascinating. So for me personally, I'm doing a lot to kind of increase my endurance, um, work around the kind of day, day and night cycles, so day, the kind of circadian rhythms, mm-hmm. really my day in a way that um, helps boost all those juicy brain chemicals right <laughs> it gets me kind of started really um effectively for the day so i can start my day with a little endurance um and that is literally like skipping rope intensely taking a minute minute break skipping rope i do a couple of rounds of that and then i go into the resistance and again basically a kind of modified sun salutation for those of you into yoga um but with a few more planks and plank holds because those planks i mean they are like um they are the secret source right i think planks are the secret source to kind of to that whole body core strength which is again important and then lots of water hydration and that's a really great way to set up my day and i do that all within the morning light, right? Because they're now with some of the science, they're showing that, you know, our light, our eyes have these photon light receptors that if we can get that early morning light and kind of stack that with some of that brief endurance resistance work, I mean, that's a very powerful way to set up your day. Very powerful. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I can go on about that forever. It's a super exciting area and I'm learning a lot right now. Um, But if really, yeah, you know, if you're feeling, um, I don't know, frustrated or like you're not getting where you need to be, I mean, really look at some of the science behind some of this, um, some of this kind of performance stuff. It's, It's awesome. It's, it is, it is very interesting. And I, I think that every week I say to my group somewhere along the way, well, if you want to read the science about this, yes. <laughs> there's science behind this. There yes. is though. I mean, it's, there is. it's a really, it's such an interesting time because 20 years ago, like we thought brains got old and be, and they were done, right? Like end of story and, and same with bodies. It just, you know, there were those few outliers. My mom, she was an outlier. There were a few of those out there, but there, it wasn't, you know, a known thing. But it's just becoming such a apparent uh, thing that is happening in our world. And, and I'm just like super excited about not just what we can do, but the people who come behind us. Like, what are they going to be able to do, right? Absolutely. These brains can do a lot. And you mentioned it already. Like your brain is, is part of the whole fitness thing. It's part of the whole health cycle. Like you can't do one without the other. I mean, you can, but not very well. Yeah. And, and it's not the sustainable. Triple punch. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I'm all about sustainable fitness, wellness, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm in, I'm personally in it to the long haul. I want to be out there until I'm 100 and then someone can just kind of kick me off the mountaintop. You know? Right. And <laughs> exactly. I want to be, I'm always like, push know, me off the waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be able to be active. I mean, I have a bucket list that's so long. It's probably two lifetimes worth. But, you know, I just want to be engaged and active, you know, for as long as I can. So it's not about speed and it's not about winning and it's not about first place this or that really about sustainable wellness for the long haul you know that's what it's about yeah okay let me just ask you a question because like a couple of my big values are fun and freedom okay so fun and what was the other one freedom freedom right and and this kind of falls in there doesn't it because Mm -hmm. if you have all this stuff that you're doing and taking care of, then your ability to be able to take care of yourself and have the freedom in life goes on forever, almost. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I have a couple of questions. Like like I said earlier, like Kate and I could be here for, I'm thinking a week, but we're just going to keep it short, okay? So you're talking about setting up your day for optimal mm-hmm. performance. Um, and... I'd like you, if you don't mind, just to jump in real quick and talk about, you're talking about Scadia rhythms and getting started in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Does it matter if you're doing your high intensity or you're in caden- your cadence work early in the morning? Like, Is that a true jump start or is that a jump start for you? Oh, that is actually a true jump start. Um, so stats early in the mornings, some, some, I mean, you don't have to do like your massive endurance run or whatever. You can do something later, but just literally my little routine takes like about 10 minutes. So I'm not talking about a lot of time. So if you, if you can stat some of that endurance, again, I jump rope, take a little break, do five rounds of that. And then I do you know, that kind of modified sun salutation. It takes me about, and I'm, again, doing that in the morning light. That literally is promoting the flow of these kind of neurochemicals, things like dopamine, right, which is mm-hmm. your do- which is your motivation center, right. right? Right. So if you're kicking out the dopamine first thing in the morning, that's really powerful throughout your day. It gives you a – it does literally jumpstart your day kind of neurochemically. Right? So, and if you're getting, again, that burst of that first morning light – then that is also giving your brain, body, body, brain, and that's that's creating um, kind of helping your sleep-wake signals adjust appropriately, um, kind of resets the melatonin, and then it helps, um, again, kind of helps your body kind of wake up. So we're waking up the body, we're waking up the brain, and we're kicking in some of these really important hormones kind of first thing in the morning. And there's some things okay. you can, there's some tips and tricks you can do later on the day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I get that. I'm England, right? From England. So you've got that three o'clock tea time, right? That was right. so wired in. It's like, you want to stop, you want to have tea, you want to take a little nap. Um, but there's, you know, if you get that three o'clock fade, there's actually some some more things that we can do. Um, you know, some breath work, again, another kind of round of endurance. Um, even, you can even, you know, take a 20 minute kind of, non-sleep rest i'm not suggesting you kind of go into a deep REM sleep but also you can put your feet up a little bit elevated kind of take a few breaths you know do some mindfulness meditation guided imagery and again that's enough 
again, to kind of reset your system a little bit so you can go on for that next next leg of the day. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that, and that is, I don't do it every day, but I will say that when I'm feeling that slug, which I don't normally like my energies, I'm one of those people who's lucky, right? My energy is fairly steady, but every so often when I feel that, you know, I'll just drop into a little, little meditation work, a little breath work and it changes, it shifts everything. So, and that again is really our brains and our, you know, neurological system working with the body because it's not just about muscles and bones and, you know, circulation. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that can help in that little three o'clock phase or that later days phase is a brisk, if you, again, if you get out into light again, do a brisk walk, even 20 minute brisk walk, get some of that light in the eyes, get some of the air, breath is so important, the oxygen into the body. That's also another way you can kind of jumpstart and, and kind of give yourself a little kick in the afternoon and honestly so much better than caffeine or stimulants I'm, I'm oh not, yeah caffeine I mean, oh, no, yeah no. <laughs> so in a natural way you know we can harness yeah. some of these things we don't need to ingest all kinds of crazy drinks and things right. like that so i mean yeah yeah yeah, you're right. And and let me uh, let me restate something I just said. I said caffeine's a no-no. Excuse me. I drink a cup of coffee in the morning. Absolutely. I just don't do it again afternoon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So we're going to shift gears because this is very, very cool. This is like a, a super um, perfect timing because Kate just did a new book. And this book is is an interesting book. I'm just going to give you the title first. And it is A Pocket Guide to Hiking, Running, and Backpacking. Safety Tips and Strategies for You and the Folks Back Home. What's so interesting about this is it's a woman written for women. And when I suggest to women that they get out on trails, they do some things, you know, they try some new places, if it's not the first question, it's the second question. Is it safe? Like I get that so much. And, and I'm, like I told Kate before we started talking um, or doing the interview, I'm not the best person to ask because I have a a high tolerance of, is it safe? Uh, But Kate has in fact written this book and stick around to the end because she has a very special gift for you about this book. But tell us a little bit about this. I mean, it's, it's, by a woman, written for women out there in the world. Why does it matter? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's because a there's not when I did the research for this book. You know, I'm looking at you know comparing titles and covers and all the rest of it. I couldn't find one other book written by a woman for women. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's true. A, it's it's absolutely right? true. <laughs> and B, I am, you know, I am a hiker, backpacker, solo, I've done a lot of solo trail running. And so I'm out in the woods and C, I've had a couple of weird experiences. You could call them safety. Definitely. They're in the book. I'm completely transparent about them. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that right now, but, well, but, but um, okay. yeah. Yeah. We talked about this briefly. So that's what everyone's afraid of, right? Okay. That, that's what people are afraid of. We're going out into the woods alone. It's going to be dangerous. Okay. But you had a couple of instances. <laughs> were they in the woods? No, they were not. They were <laughs> in town. I've had a couple, <laughs> couple of instances, and they've all been in kind of in populated. Um, they've all been in populated areas. Um, one was in a very populated area in a kind of a public 
it was on the trail, not in the backwards, backwards, but kind of in a like a little town park, you know, to the one sure. in a little town park. And then one was um, actually um, just off the trail, right? You know, and the, the most dangerous time, the most dangerous place when you are actually hiking is, you know, that first part of the trail, right? When you come off the parking lot, you know, or you cross that road and you are heading into the woods, Okay, tell that's, us why. Okay. Well, that's a couple of reasons. That's because you're, you access, you have people around you in cars, right? Okay. So people could be watching, people could be kind of stalking, stalking you out. You know, they could be watching, they could see a solo woman kind of heading into the woods and it's like, ah, you know, maybe an opportunist, I, opportunist, I don't know. It's not really happened to me. But, you know, when you're, but just being mindful about, you know, when you're heading out there, make sure that you, you know, you, you, you know, do look around. You've got to be aware. Look around you. Don't have your head in the map and thinking, oh, where am I going? You'll act, you know, you've got to act like you know. Phone. Right. You've got to act like you know where you're going. You've got to be aware. Right. And the more you are out there, the more you actually can develop that intuition, that kind of spidey sense, right, that tells you that something is yeah. wrong. Yeah. It, is, it is true. I mean, it, it's what I call a broad sense of awareness. Like, yes, you need a broad sense of awareness in life, yes. not just getting on a trail, walking through a parking lot, you know, coming out of a grocery store. It doesn't matter. Broad sense of awareness, but not fear. Right. Yes. I mean, so. So, yes, I, I think a lot of us, if we're out there um, in life doing things, we get, you know, that occasional weird thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But has anything strange ever happened to you on a trail? Like out in the backwoods on a trail? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I f- actually feel safe. I've spent, I spent the night out in the woods, back backwoods, you know, um, completely by myself, like in the Allegheny National Forest, like completely by myself in other areas as well. And, you know, once you get settled in, it's a little creepy at first because you might, you watch too many scary movies. Right. I don't want <laughs> but you know what I mean? You'll Your mind does you go. <laughs> play, play tricks on you. But, you know, once you settled in and you, you know, I mean, I do take pepper strip spray with me. I do have a whistle. I do have a little pocket knife, you know, so it's not like I'm just, you know, out there with no clue. I mean, I could probably defend myself if I had to. I can run fast. I have trekking poles always. Trekking poles are a great weapon. You know, imagine a trekking pole in the groin, right? That's not going to feel too good. Um, So, you know, again, you have to be aware of your surroundings. But I've never had um, a scary incident out on the trail in the backwoods. I had encountered nothing but kind, helpful like-minded people, males and females, you know, of all ages, all ages. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, if there was one thing that I could um, encourage, I guess two things now, the first thing I would say is for the women who are interested, just like learn to trust your gut and go out there and try some things The second thing is read this book, get the pocket guide, because you then now know, like, there's just some little things that are, that make such a big difference in our safety and, and, you know, trekking poles and, you know, having someone at home, knowing where you're going, like all Uh those things matter. Right. And instead of, um, not going because there's a fear that holds you back, um, going 
and you don't have to go alone. I mean, get a friend. I mean, it, oh, you, you don't, don't have, have to go, go alone. alone. Um, but just just do it because there's so much power in nature. Like just being in nature automatically calms our nervous system. Like instantaneous, boom, we're a calmer person. Once we get past like maybe the jitters, if we're having the, you know, too many scary movie jitters. But, you know, once you get past that, it, it's just so much better for us to go out and play and to get out there. So, um, so what's the number one question? Is it about bears? Is that the number well, one so, safety question that people no, ask No, it's usually you? about human, human predators. Is it about humans? Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Usually well, human predators. Human. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in the cities. <laughs> usually that is the, the biggest one is that, you know, other humans are the biggest predator for humans, unfortunately, sadly. Um, but again, I haven't experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just there's, and there's just so much like there's safety in numbers. And I, I, I never want to make women afraid of going out and trying things ever. I mean, I, I think that if you have knowledge, you're, you're armed with Kate's book, you have a broad scope of awareness mm-hmm. and you have a sense of wonder because mm-hmm. there's just so much out there in the, in the woods to see and do and have fun with, then you're going to find that, you know, there's not something to be afraid of. So, but okay, we will come back to actually go ahead right now, if you don't mind, we're going to put a link on the show notes, but you had offered the book. Is that what you just said to me before we started? Yes, I'll be happy. This is really a kind of a labor of love and just almost like a public awareness announcement. I feel like this is what this book is about, this little pocket guide. And it is a little pocket. It's like 80 pages, super quick read, but super helpful. And then um, I think it has some... um, exercises in the back i can't honestly can't remember once you write something it kind of leaves your brain um right it does so yes i am offering just a you know if you'd like to download it you can jump on my website and download it sign up for the newsletter um that's also free but to get that you can download your free copy of the pocket guide and um yeah. Go ahead and give us your website right now even though it's going to be in the show notes give it give us your website it is kate champion author that's, oh no, that's my email, katechampionauthor.com. Yeah, super simple. Katechampionauthor.com. Okay. And of course, we'll have it in the show notes. And if you get my newsletter, you'll get it right up about this because it's too much fun. And, um, but that's a very, very generous offer. So oh, take wow. her up before she's like, you know, on the New York Times bestseller with this one. And the <laughs> publisher has said no more free books. Okay. So do that. Um, okay. Couple of other questions. I can't keep you all day, even though I'd like to. Um, you you have some information for people who are who need to be like starting over or starting mm. again. And and I know what I like to tell people, but what are your top tips? Like what are the things you say? If someone is starting again at something, what would yeah. you say? That's a great book. And that's also the title of my second book, Starting Out, Starting Over. And it was really motivated or inspired by people that have been kind of out of the loop for a little while and now kind of, again, maybe a little later in life, kind of trying to get back on track. So my top tips would be um, really learn about 
what is willpower and what is motivation, right? And how <laughs> a little different. <laughs> they are different. They are different. Uh, they are different. And <laughs> how do you harness work with both of them? Again, this yeah. really goes back to optimizing your day. Like when are you, when is your body more likely to kind of be willing to get those shoes on and go outside for five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever, right? Uh, when is your body more likely to do that? And so it's learning a lot about yourself. Um, it's harnessing, you know, understanding that willpower is a muscle and we only have a certain amount of it during the day, right? So it's understanding that. And then there's some things you can actually do with regard to motivation, right? To help figure out your why, why are you doing this? Maybe, some people are really um, like to use maybe positive motivation. I want to feel better and I want to be around for my grandkids. Some people are wired for maybe more negative motivation. Like, right. um, I don't want to gain any more weight and I'm fed up sitting on the couch, right? So whatever, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But kind of trying to figure out your why and then really kind of crafting your day and figuring out where you can start, right? It's not about anybody else. It's like, where do you, and again, your mind and your body, where can you start? Can you start with a walk to and from the mailbox? Can you start with a walk around the block? Can you start with a couple of stretches? Can you start with a 10-minute beginner yoga video, right? I mean, there's so many places that we can start. So it is figuring out like where are you willing to start and then kind of building on that. Yeah, I love that. I like. I was talking with a new client last week, and she. she this is what she said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but basically, she said, "Well, I know I should be going to the gym, and I know I should be doing an hour's worth of cardio. I think I'm supposed to be doing it three times a week in the gym, three times a week." And I said, "Okay, that sounds awesome. What are you doing?" And she said, "Well, I'm not doing anything right now." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> Let's dial that back a little bit because it's not, it's just won't happen. It just won't happen. And then we'll have made ourselves uncomfortable, unhappy, and unfulfilled. And I love that you say like, you know, what is it that you can do? And then when is it that you can do it? Like, what's that best time? Yeah, what is your what body, is right? Your body's. Yeah time where it's more likely to kind of get up and have that little bit of a burst of energy where it could do that five or 10 minutes. You know, it's kind yeah. of trying to figure that out for yourself. And again, it's going to go back to those wake and sleep cycles. It's going to go back to setting up your day. It's going to go, go back to food and hydration and all that good stuff. But I am willing to put money on the fact that you can find an optimal five or 10 minutes. You know, it could be, you know, if you're working on a traditional kind of office gig, you know, it could be you know, five or 10 minutes at lunchtime. It could be five or 10 minutes on your first coffee break or your second coffee break. It could be two flights of stairs, you know. I mean, it just starts small, 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 small. And then build, you know, get yep. get the endorphins flowing, get those feel-good juices flowing. And then, then you're going to be more likely, right, to kind of get that momentum and kind of build on that. Yeah. A body in motion stays in motion. You've got to start somewhere. <laughs> I think people put their fingers in their ears when I start saying, you know, you got to start but somewhere. I have to tell you, I have a huge, we were made to move, right? We were oh, we made were. 
to move. I mean, if you read, um, oh, I just read this book. It was amazing. Exercise. I don't know if you read it. I can't remember the author. Exercise? Exercise, right? It's this big book and it's all about the kind of history and about movement. No, I haven't read it. It's fascinating. You'd probably love it. I would recommend it. It's a big one. You know, it's a big one. Fascinating. But he really talks about, you know, we we were really engineered as humans to move. Right, we are moving creatures. We're not made for sitting. Right, we're not made for sitting on desks or chairs or couches or stability balls or whatever we're on. Right, we are made to move. So just again, using that, you know, understanding we are wired deeply wired for movements. Yeah, we are. We are. And I, yeah. I am not sure if it was you. I apologize because I really don't know. I get a few emails a day, but yeah. someone said to me. Um, yeah, I need to do X, Y, Z today, or I get quite cranky if I if I haven't been moving. <laughs> and I'm like, 100%, I understand that. Because we are, you're right, we're made to move. And, and I do a lot of sitting in this chair, mm-hmm. way more than I'd like to. But at the same time, I mean, it's what I do. So I have found that as long as I'm adding those layers of movement on there. Like you said, if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, or if it's, if I can go out for an hour, or if it's like, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. As long as we keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's, so there's like I said. That, so I just want to remember, you know, a little bit of endurance, right? So that's going to be just walking, you know, a little bit of resistance. So that could be a plank here and there. And then remember kind of balance and flexibility. I think that's, as again, as we kind of age, you know, that balance and flexibility, kind of that core strength. So I love planks. Um, really, really also important. But starting out, you don't really have to worry about that at this point. You don't, but you need to. <laughs> I have what I tell him. It's like a minimum daily movement, right? What's your MDM? And it's, you know, some okay. sort of movement, some sort of balance, some sort of mobility, toss yeah. a little swing. <laughs> and we're, and we're good though. We're good there. So yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I better wrap it up because otherwise I'll just keep asking you questions and you'll be here for the rest of the evening. So let me ask you this one thing though. What would you like people to know? Like, if you were to just say, like, you really need to think about X, mm. what would you like our listeners to know or take I away? You know, I really want people to, to focus on community because I think, you know, the connection and the support of community, it can be really powerful. You know, it's one of the reasons, um, honestly, I started some of my Facebook groups and Instagram because I lacked, when I was getting into backpacking, um, and the longer hikes, you know, there wasn't anybody in my age that was willing to get sweaty and muddy and stinky and all the rest of it. I was so, it was like, okay, so I had to build a community that I was missing. Um, and I think that's actually really, really important. And, you know, we can support and inspire each other, you know, and I think it's much easier to make some of these changes within community than it is solo, you know. So I think I would really encourage that. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and thank you. They're going to think that we conspired because I do love, I do love community. And it's funny too, because a lot of times I'll say like, I am a solo tiger. Like that's my thing. But the truth is without community, I wouldn't do anything that I do. And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a delusional tiger. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you. You know, I'm really solo too. I mean, I have an independent practice and I have my 
my own business and I spend a lot of time on my own out on the trail. But I, there's something, I don't know, I can't put language on it right now. There's something um, magical or important. Magical would about, be what I would say, yeah. Okay, magical about knowing that you've got some supportive others in the background, right? And they could be even, I mean, Facebook, Facebook is great. I have that little community on Facebook, which has been really helpful. And people start as strangers, but over time they actually become friends and you really get involved in their lives and they get involved in you and you can support each other. And I don't know, it's just, I'm big on community, even though I'm a pretty solo human. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our brains, I mean, you know, this, like it's the limbic system, right? Without that community, we don't live as long as we could and that should and will. That is true. So, yeah. And it's really important. Yeah. I think is live as long and as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's some research behind that to show oh, yeah. the why that's that is so important, especially in the blue zones and the power of connection and community for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. I'm gonna stop because otherwise Kate's not gonna get to bed tonight. But I and there's just so much here. I mean, there's just so much here to dive into deeper, but make sure, make sure you grab the show notes so that you can get her book. Um, But just in case you're taking notes, her first book that I got to read that got me connected to Kate was Never Too Late. And then she has also the new book, which she's graciously offering to you currently, which is a pocket guide to hiking, running, and backpacking. And it's safety tips and strategies for you and the folks back home. And then there's also starting out or starting over. So we are so grateful that you're doing this writing practice because everybody out there is benefiting from it. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's been a great connection. I've really enjoyed our time and I really appreciate the opportunity and everybody stay well and stay healthy and just kind of keep moving. And I'm happy to ask any, answer any questions or anything if anybody has anything. Okay. All right. We are linking to everything, Kate. And thank you again for being here. Thank you so much. Take care and enjoy your day. If you're ready for fitness consistency, feeling amazing, a community that has your back, accountability, and of course, having fun, then it's time to hit the easy button and check out the Fit is Freedom experience. We are open now and we're taking new enrollments. I don't believe there's one right workout, one best way, or even one perfect diet for everyone. We're all different. We've had different experiences in life. We have different habits. But the one thing, like the one thing that's the same is we all recognize that it's time. It's time to start moving, time to start shifting habits that aren't serving us anymore and time to have more fun. Time to have a community that has your back. If you're ready for something more, something that works, something that can change the rest of your life, check out fitisfreedom.com forward slash experience. Once again, that's fitisfreedom.com forward slash experience and do what we all call, which is hitting the easy button. I can't wait to see you there.